It's finals, it's for real. There's no second chances. You know, like, we need to go after it the same as they're going to come after it. So, um, you know, we don't want to sit back and wait and see what, how they're going to approach it. We know what we need to do and you know, I don't want to temper it. G'day everybody, welcome to episode 255 of Not The Footy Show, I'm Warwick Nicholson, I've got Rob Cox on the line once again, two podcasts in three days. What year is it? Mate, unbelievable. What are we doing? I, I know, on? I mean you gave me a call today and then I said, well hang on, before we waste all the gold, which is evidently not, that's generally on the podcast, um, we get together and actually talk about more finals, because it's finals time, it's September, that sweet, sweet month. And uh, yeah. the topic of the podcast tonight is what would be the NRL's dream grand final in 2022, Cocksmith? That's what we're looking at. We may even dabble into the mindset of if they could have any two teams play in a grand mm. final, uh, what would be their dream uh, golden ticket? Uh, we will get to also the Taylor May decision and the PVL part-time chairman of the Rugby League and full-time chairman of uh, horse racing uh, a little bit later in the show. But I wanted to kick it off with what you thought, Cocksmith, would be of the teams that are left, the eight teams that are left, and obviously there is uh, two combinations that can't happen, which is the two elimination semifinals uh, this weekend. What do you think the NRL is just licking their lips over in terms of a dream grand final this year? Well, I, I think... I'm not going to take into it. I don't want to take into account who can miss out and who can't miss out. Of the eight teams that are left, I, like I honestly think that they would love someone like um, Roosters and Stouts would be kind of all time, I think, because you know they hate each other. Uh, there's a lot of hate flowing between those two clubs um, with the Book of Feuds and all the rest of it. Mm. Um, you know. Uh, I think I think that would get a massive crowd. I mean, when when you say the when you say the NRL, you know, what would they want? Well, they want money. Let's be honest. They want money. <laughs> no, they're they want the, cash. They look after fans. No, Smith. Come on, mate. no, Come on. they want cash and they want lots of it. Yeah. Right. That's that has been the operative of rugby league since it was born. Right. Yeah. The NRL want money, cash, moolah, you know, gold. Dineros. That's what they want. Yeah, yeah, they want the lot, and I think, and I think, I think the Rooster South one would be just, you know, pretty pretty high on the list. You know, the Battle of the West wouldn't be bad as well. I'm sure mm-hmm. that you're going to say Canberra. <laughs> no, you're that's the one Canberra. I want, of course. No, the one the NRL wants, I think, is Parramatta Penrith, which is what we're getting on Friday night in the first final. Mainly from the point of view of what's the most uh, success-starved fan base out there? It's Parramatta who have a monster, monster fan base because of the success of, you know, the 80s. That's just how it works. And those fans who enjoyed uh, premierships, uh, four of them in the 80s, uh, passed it on to their kids and some of their kids have passed it on to their kids that, you know, this will be the year that Parramatta break through. That is the golden ticket for the NRL because not only do you fill out the stadium and you can probably fill out three stadiums, it's just the only thing that happens in Sydney that entire week is if Parramatta is in the grand final. That's why I would go at Parramatta and Penrith because Penrith's fans didn't get a chance to have, 
you know, a full-on grand final week last year. Their team ended up playing in Brisbane. The year before was COVID yep. impacted. Uh, we had a all Sydney grand final last year with Penrith and South, but you know, both sets of fans really just didn't quite get to enjoy it like they could have. And I think Paramount has got to be there for the NRL to be just, you know, doing handstands. And I think Penrith is the is the big ticket item uh, that just makes it a perfect grand final form. I, I don't know if I'm with you in regards to a draw factor in terms of um, all fans being engaged in Roosters and South. And I think that's as much to do with the fact that they do hate each other. So as a, as a fan who's sort of neutral, do you look at the game and go, well, I don't really like either team? I don't think there's a natural. I think there's a natural team yeah. that everyone will jump on and say that's the that's the team I'm going for. You'd have it a bit split. Whereas, yeah, but I just don't think well, that's, see, what, that's what, valuable to the NRL as Paramount. What Paramount. what I do when I look at teams, right? I, I look at. I don't really necessarily look at the team that I like. I mean, I do a little bit to, to, with some teams, but for instance, Souths, right? Hmm. Um, I don't like Souths very much at the moment. They've got a couple of players that really grind my gears. And just like Parramatta, yep. there's a couple of players that I can't stand. So I love it when they lose. So at the moment, I'm, I'm, I love it when Souths are losing. Yep. You know, and uh, that, that's just how I roll. Yeah, uh, that's allowed. Know, Par- Parramatta, hello, hello. Parramatta welcome to fandom, people, if you're complaining out there. That's what your choice is as a fan. You can go from. There's about, five, there's about five or six Parramatta players I can't stand. So I just love seeing them sulk at the end of games. It's, just, yeah. it's, it's kind of like music to my ears uh, or music to my eyes, as it may be. Um, I love watching people. Some people get all angry. And it's fun. Mm, yes. um, but, but, mate, I, well, I can see what you're saying. Parramatta uh, have been starved of recent times. And, you know, who knows? If they make it into the grand final, they, they might get some assistance from, from, the, from the, uh, the guys running the game. Who knows? <laughs> you never know. You never know what will happen. You never know what messages have been, you know, fed backwards and forwards. Well, PBL was it sitting by the phone during, ready to intervene at the bunker the way he's going. You can, ch- take, you can change anything yeah. he likes. Absolutely. What was it years ago? There was a, there was a, there was a call that, they, that, the, that the, the, the blokes up in the box for the referees, uh, you know, the, the third referee, whatever they called them years ago, not the bunker, before the bunker, mm. where they'd say something to the referee. There was a word, was it Nigel or something? There was a, a name they would say to them just randomly. And it meant, and basically it meant the uh, the penalties aren't very even here. We need to even this up. Yeah, yeah, Simon. yeah. That's familiar. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that? It could have been Archer, you know? Tony. Um I don't know who it was, but there was someone that was saying something to the referees and they got to the bottom of it and found out. I mean, I just don't know how that didn't get to be massive, uh, massive news. So yesterday's news, fish and chip paper, as they say. Uh, I hear you in regards yes. to, you know, the South and the Penrith. I mean, I don't like Parramatta that much. That's just the way I grew up. I had my mates who were Parramatta fans and I just, you know, went to games and fell a team. That's just the way it went. Uh, St. George yeah. and Manly are in that category as well for different reasons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Parramatta yes, is what the NRL wants. It's what they want. It's what they want. Uh, they can't get okay. East versus South, and they can't have Melbourne versus Canberra. It's just the way that the things uh, roll. So, yeah. if it is Parramatta and Parramatta, Grand Final Week is going to be going off the scale. It's going to remind you of of great ones in the past. Uh, Canterbury and South in 2014 was a great week. Uh, yeah. Dragons and Roosters in 2010. 
Uh, even 2005 when the Tigers were the only Sydney team in that. I mean, the Tigers fans were just everywhere in 2005 when they took on the Cowboys. And you've got to go back to really the 80s, late 80s, early 90s for, for grand finals that captured, you know, the imagination. And I, I would say you could almost say, like, honestly, you could, you could put every game almost in the 80s into that category because it was an event. Every, the early eyes went to Sydney. Uh, it was generally always a Sydney team in the grand final, even though obviously Canberra came in and um, started upsetting the Apple Cup there. But they weren't that far from Sydney, so it still felt very much like um, it was the all-encompassing thing. And then you had Penrith and Canberra in the early 90s. Brisbane Saints wasn't quite the same. I think you had the St. George fans thinking they were going to, you know, um, take one off them. But it really wasn't until probably Newcastle Manly before the magic sort of returned because uh, mm. we had that that um, fairy tale element. And I guess what I'm trying to get to from here is if the one that we can have, I think, is Penrith Parramatta. You think you'd love to see um, Roosters South, which we can't have. But if you yeah, have another option, would it be Penrith Parramatta or do you think there's another mix? Uh, if there's another one I'd like to see. Yeah, go on. What are you gonna say? I was gonna say there's, I've got a lot of Cronulla fans who are trying to tell me that they're everyone's second team, which is not true. But um, at the moment, they reckon that everyone wants to see Cronulla and the Cowboys in the grand final. Okay, no, then no way. No, I, I don't want to see Cowboys anywhere near the grand final. Mm. Thanks very much. Yep, um, they've had enough grand final exposure over the last twenty years, so let, let's leave them out for now. Um, uh, look, no, I. I don't mind Cronulla. Um, you know, I'm not going to say they're my second team in the in the the eight. Well, they might be. I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm just on Penrith. I'm, I'm on mm. Penrith at the yep. moment, and, and you know, I, I like Penrith. But you know, we're going to get to something else in the next segment that you know yeah. probably have you have you have everyone else thinking I don't like Penrith very much <laughs> at the moment. But um, we try and be anyway. relatively fair and reasonable on this podcast. Uh, there's really not a lot of skin in the game for either of us anymore. So, uh, you know, we're not going to um, hide behind things uh, like we may have in the past for different reasons. Uh, in terms of the one that I want to see as a Canberra fan, yeah, I bought grand final tickets. I have I have interest in, in being and seeing it on the day. I'm not expecting that. I bought it as a present for family. But Parramatta and Canberra would be something I'd love to see. I would love to be there. To when well, Parramatta lose again, to, I didn't to say that. Hey, hey, everyone says I'm a Parramatta basher. I'm not, uh, but it would be delicious <laughs> to have that whole week of, of they thinking they're playing Canberra and they're going to win. But in terms of a spectacle, I think it would be it would be great. Uh, there's a lot of Canberra fans from that period of dominance that are in Sydney. They came out in 2019. You saw that. That was a that was a spectacular um, atmosphere that night. And if you six to go, mate. Six to go. Is there six to go in the, in the, in the episode? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, uh, but Parramatta fans would bring that same energy, that same we haven't been here for a while kind of feel. And if I haven't won a comp since 86, Canberra haven't won since 94. That's the one I would love to see. And I think it would capture the imagination of the week, which is sort of what I'm going at with what the NRL would like because, you know, if you've got two Sydney teams, pretty much any event you put on, you could you could charge if you wanted to if you're the NRL. I wouldn't see... Uh, wouldn't say that's past uh, the realms of possibility, but old PVL in charge. Cocksmith, in terms of what would be the ultimate grand final matchup for the NRL, okay, if if they could fill out the stadium, uh, it was a two hundred thousand seat stadium, whatever you want. Who would be the two teams you think would just be the ultimate matchup for the NRL if the grand final, especially was in Sydney? Well, well, uh, yeah, that's that was what I was about to say. Who, who are the who are the two biggest Followed clubs. I mean, Broncos have the most 
no, Melbourne have the most members. Melbourne have the most members, I believe. Okay. Then I think Brisbane. Well, see, okay, so those those two those two mobs are out of Sydney, mm. and and let's be honest, people in Sydney aren't all that interested in those. So they're already scrubbed unless they yep, want to. Gone. Unless you get to see them. So so what do we got next? Probably, oh, mate. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, would I would I be wrong in saying maybe someone like um, the Dragons and Souths? Interesting, because I didn't have them in my top three. Either of those two teams. Okay. Right. Doesn't mean you're wrong. You it's, well, I bet the Raiders were there. <laughs> Come on, sir. No, we're out of Sydney. We don't count. Uh, Raiders, Tigers. I mean, you want, you want to go again? <laughs> 89, replay. Let's I'd love to year. see Raiders Broncos finally happen, uh, as we never had that sort of, I think, 93 or 95 were the two years we were hoping for that and never happened. My yeah. my two, and it's, it's, a, it's a bronze medal to the Bulldogs. They just miss out. I think their mm. fan base when they're going well is... They're rabid and they're and they're vocal and they're everywhere. Um, they they're make loose, they make Sydney pretty great, but they're third to me. It's Parramatta and the Tigers. If we had a Parramatta Tigers grand final, it would be insane. Every fan mm. known to man and woman would be out for that. They would be yeah. um, there'd be stadium there'd be uh, houses just covered in their team colours. Uh, there'd probably be gang warfare, whatever you want. It, it, it'd just go off the scale. And I think those two are the two teams that I'd love to see in a grand final. It's not going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> but, Mate, it's not going to happen until the 2030s. Uh, but the, I, I reckon that's the, that's the dream matchup. The NRL would be salivating at that. Uh, it's a license to print money, money. You could make the grand final tickets 300 bucks and they'd probably still sell out each. Let me, let me guarantee you one thing, mate. The NRL... The people in the NRL building are going to look very, very different by the time that the Tigers and Parramatta play. <laughs> You're trying to tell me that PBL won't be there for the long term? Come on. I didn't say that. I just said the people in there will look different, very yeah. different. Mm. What do you reckon about the Parramatta-Tigers matchup, though? Do you, do you, do you agree oh, with well, me on that? It's, it's, it, yeah, I kind of do, mate. I mean, they, you know, the, the, Tigers, the Tigers have been laying dormant really since 2005. Um, they haven't had much to cheer about. Uh, they certainly haven't had anything to cheer about this year. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's been a long time between drinks, shall we say? You know, um, so yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think uh, it's hard. It's just hard to imagine the Tigers being successful at the moment. And um, you know, I sent you something earlier on tonight that says they're going to sign Luke Brook, re-sign Luke Brook. So. Yeah. You know, there's more pain to come, folks. Uh, having said Sorry, that, Tiger Parramatta, fans. mate, they were, um, I believe they finished last in 2018. That's just, yeah, that's a, yeah, it's a big turnaround. It is. And the Broncos ago. were last two years ago. It's, it, look at what we're yeah. saying is it's possible, uh, maybe improbable, but, uh, as I said, I, I would have the, the Bulldogs in that third mix. Uh, I don't think you're wrong with South or St. George in terms of Illawarra as the, you know, there's a big fan base for them, but in terms of something that would capture everybody in Sydney. Because everyone who didn't go for Parramatta would be going for the Tigers. I can guarantee that. No one's going to be putting Parramatta sure. in as their as their team if that's the two options. Whereas if it is Parramatta Bulldogs, it is Parramatta St George, even Parramatta South. I don't think all those teams quite fit that category of you know the the battler, the the, the Cinderella, the you know we just don't think they're going to win kind of team. So we'll go for them. Yeah. Uh, and and obviously there's no Penrith there, and I don't think Penrith have done themselves any favours the last three or four years. I know the word arrogant has been used and that's right. They're, they're winning, which good luck to them, but 
they don't endear themselves to uh, fans that much. And people, if you've got what you think is the, the grand final of, of dreams, uh, please let us know via any of the social accounts or on YouTube. That'd be great. We will consider the fans. A lot of uh, ex-players look at through the players' lens. We look at we look at it now through everyone's lens. And, and the most important person at the moment is the fan. Why penalise the Penrith fans of an indiscretion that the player did? The, the person that should be paying the penalty is the player, and they will, because they've got two matches and a substantial part of their salary. Okay, you, you don't want to penalise the fans. What about the Parramatta fans who are blowing up today saying they shouldn't be playing against them? Well, if it was one of their wingers and they're in the same, same situation, we'd do the same for them. This guy, this is not my kind of guy. Let's switch gears quickly. Uh, to wrap the podcast off, Taylor May, buddy, he got convicted, I believe, of assault uh, from something. It was last year, wasn't it? I believe. Yeah, it was after last year's grand final. Yeah, and uh, he's been found guilty. The NRL decided, well, you know, after we finally have the guilty's verdict, we're going to come down on you hard. We'll give you a two match suspension. But here's the kicker you don't have to serve it till round one and two, or maybe even the trials next year. Coxsmith, you've seen a PBL quote. Uh, on NRL 360, I've seen one that he gave to Channel 9. The long and the short of it, everybody, is that this bloke keeps making up things as he goes along, and we are finally starting to see, I think, some cracks in the PVL veneer, which is he's a part-time chairman of the ARLC. He's a full-time horse racing man. How the heck is he supposed to stay across everything if he's only part-time in rugby league? And this is a great example. Mm. Yeah, look, mate, uh, he's definitely missed the mark here. Um, you know, there was a quote uh, tonight from Paul Ken, uh, who said that he spoke to PBL today and PBL has basically admitted that it was a captain's call with uh, Taylor and May and that Andrew Abdo had nothing to do with it. Um, That's a shock. And, and he has likened rugby league to horse racing and said that, you know, during a spring carnival, if a, if a jockey does something wrong, we don't suspend him till after the carnival. Uh, well, hello, hello, this is not horse racing. Not horse racing. No horses here. Here, horses, none. He's, he's ringing me. Hang on. Is that PVL? So, wait, yeah, mate, yeah. I... I I don't. I just don't know what, why he thought he needed to make that rule up. Look, let's talk. Let's quickly talk about the the offence. Okay. Yep. It wasn't the worst assault I've ever seen. No. Uh, someone, and I'm not making excuses for Taylor May. All right, uh, because I don't think he should be playing this week uh, at all. But it was on the lower level of an assault. Someone was being a pest in a pub. And he's grabbed him by the collar and he's dragged him to the ground from behind. Yep. Uh, you know, a little surprise attack. Apparently, the kid's an 18-year-old kid, uh, probably had too much sauce and decided to be a pest with some, you know, uh, premiership winners who were out celebrating. Um, a couple of things about the assault I didn't like. First of all, you know, a 20-year-old professional athlete grabbing some chubby little 18-year-old kid from behind and dragging him to the ground and... You know, he didn't need to do that. He could have bear hugged him and turned him around and pulled him away from Nathan Cleary, who he apparently was annoying. Um, secondly, I don't, I don't really, didn't really dig Nathan Cleary's um, take on it. He seemed to just laugh and, mm -hmm. you know, not even really check on the kid. 
Uh, it's a concrete floor, by the way. Um, yeah. It's funny how it's funny how players, well, not players. It's funny how some humans act mm. when they don't think people are watching. Um, this is all on CCTV, I, uh, obviously. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, it's it's a bit of an ugly look. But again, it was a thousand dollar fine, found guilty, thousand dollar fine, um, which is very low uh, for an assault. Um, I don't think the kid was hurt. When I say the kid, the eighteen year old young man that was in the pub who was assaulted. I don't think he was hurt. I think he yeah. was just probably annoyed more than anything. Um, so it's a very low level assault. But the NRL now has decided these days have decided that if you do something wrong off the field, you're going to pay for it on the field as well. That I don't agree with. Um, I, I, I think when you go to court, it should be a completely separate matter. The NRL yeah. has different views, um, and that's fine. But if you're going to suspend him for something he did off the field, it has to be as it comes down from yeah. the judge. It came down this week, and now they're going to suspend him next year. It's not good enough. Um, Penrith actually, I think Penrith have got a golden opportunity to sit the kid down for a week here and say, yeah. Look, we don't condone what happened. Um, and, yep, we're going to miss out on him. He, he Let me tell you, Taylor May ain't going to change the game on, yeah. on uh, Friday night. Friday night. They won't lose the game because Taylor May isn't playing. Yeah. Um, but they could they could gain themselves a million, uh, you know, social points here mm-hmm. um, and community points by sitting him down. I think they should sit him down. I don't think they will. Um, no. But that's where I'm that's, – that's my take on it. Um, I don't think that um, PBL is anywhere near in the right stratosphere as far as this one goes. He's done some good things in the past. I really don't think that he is um, he's, he's pulled the right rein, so to speak, on this one. <laughs> uh, can I just read you what he said? And I've, I've, I've got it in the pod, but uh, for the sake of, of repeating it, he goes, we will consider the fans, the same fans he didn't care about when it came to who I hosted the grand final, remember? I think I pointed out in the last podcast. Uh, we look at it through everybody, everyone's lens. The most important person at the moment is the fan. Why penalise the Penrith fans? Pans, you know the pans. Uh, Penrith fans for an indiscretion that the player did. Uh, Nathan Cleary's mm. tackle. Five weeks. Why isn't he serving at the start of next year? Because it was what the player did. Oh, well, exactly, yeah, exactly. I mean, but see, that's that's <laughs> different because it, that, again, we, we're starting to talk about you know Lindsay Collins. He's not playing any football for the rest of the year because just, of a. Just make him miss really the first. The first four weeks of the season next year, it's only fair. Yeah. yeah. Or look, because, look, yeah. What, uh, like, like, like Paul Kent said last night, it's like a bloke murdering someone in their 30s and then saying to the judge, yeah, no worries, I'll do my 25 years in jail, but I'm not going to do it till I'm 65 years old because yeah. I've got too many good things to do. There's too many good years left in me. You can't pick and choose. You're guilty. If we're going to punish him, we're punishing him now. We're not going to wait until after the finals. All right, let's be honest. Taylor May ain't a superstar. <laughs> He's not a superstar. No. It's not like sitting down a Nathan Cleary or a, you know, I mean, he he's a he's a in an A in an you know in an in an A grade team or a gold plated team, uh, he's a bronze at, at best. I mean, yeah. he's he's a winger. He's an accessory. Uh, he's an accessory. It's, well, that's what well he is. yeah, and with all due respect to him, I mean, first grade footballer, yes, but yeah. um, you know, they could afford to sit him down. And any number of players, probably you could probably pick six or seven other blokes in the team yeah. that it's not really going to affect them all that much. You know, great to have him there, but if not, but look, I, I really think I really think Valandis has missed the mark here. I really think that he has made a, a gross misjudgment of what rugby league looks like. 
Uh, and, and this right here is at the heart of the problem with him running the game at the moment. Um, he he doesn't get it. Doesn't I'm going to start calling him part-time Volandis. All right? That's funny name for him. You, you can call him whatever you want. I'm, I'll call him <laughs> Peter Volandis. But what I am saying is that he's he's missed the point of punishing players um, the week that things happen. You don't, yeah. you know. You, uh, well, mate, I, I, remember, I remember when I was a kid, if I got punished, I got punished then. I didn't get yep. punished six weeks later. You know, like if I did something stupid at the beginning of Christmas holidays, I got punished then. Yep. I didn't have to – I didn't wait until after the Christmas holidays were over because that's not punishment. That would be just back to regular life. But, um, but hang on. Hold, 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 hold. Part-time Volandi's also added that the person should, that should be paying the penalty is the player, and they will because the player has two matches and a substantial part of their salary deducted next year. And then he adds this beautiful line in relation to Parramatta fans maybe not agreeing with it. Uh, if it was one of their wingers and it was the same situation, we'd do the same to them. How's Manase uh, Fayunu going, who missed two years before oh, he's... Yeah. Well, let's talk, let's talk about Jack DeBellin. Let's talk about Jack DeBellin. Not guilty, folks. Not I guilty. Just don't, I mean, we're not saying what they did is necessarily the same thing. It's just that he's saying that if it was one of your wingers, we'd do the same thing. Well, you've proven that it's, you know, Fainu is the good example of they weren't 100% sure what happened. At least there was a lot of conjecture around old mate um, DeBellin um, and, and it really wasn't a great look for the game. Uh, and, again, this brings the whole question of where is the lie in the sand and, and those things. But this one, it's just like I just don't get it. He, he, he misses two semifinals if it happens now. It's just the way that his court case, if he hadn't done the thing in the first place, he doesn't have a court case. Absolutely right. If, if, he, if he was, if he was not, you know, silly last year at the after grand final, and had have conducted himself in a better manner, we wouldn't even be talking about this. Can I just but add one if thing? He did. Sorry. Yep. Can I put a view on? This speaks to what the NRL did with their judicial changes that have that got rushed in twenty four hours before the season started. Do you remember that at the start of the year when yep. all of a sudden we were yeah, going to be no changing carryovers, no carryovers, and the, and the, and the like. best bit about that whole thing was that finals would be treated differently. Remember that? Origin would be treated, yep. di- treated differently. And you should not yep. be shocked this is happening, people, because the NRL bent over backwards for the old RLPA. They got what they wanted. And can I just leave you with this <laughs> comment? Uh, you know how old mate Nelson and um, uh, Jared Maria Hargraves had their fines just like it was like they were doubling every week over the last couple of weeks of the season? The uh, RLPA's operations manager, Tommy Simons, who used to play for Manly and the Roosters, can I can I just give you what he he said at the end of August in relation to the fines? And I kid you not, this is the same organisation that pushed for the changes where instead of getting weeks off, you'd pay a fine, and they said, oh, it'll be a bigger deterrent. This is his words, yep. okay? You ready? Mm. The fine system and the way it's applied now with so many changes, attract, charges attracting a fine, is the disproportionate financial. This is, is the disproportionate financial impact that it has on players, particularly those at the lower end of the pay scale. Basically, he is complaining about how many fines are being given. Yet, this is the same organisation that made the NRL change their format so that players would be fined for minor indiscretions versus being suspended. You cannot make this stuff up. This is rugby league. How good is it going? Oh. See, I, I, I've got a different. I've got a different thoughts on this fine thing, mate. I think the cheapest fine should be four grand, mm. right? and I think after that, 
it doubles every time you get one. So, you know, if you get up to your fourth or fifth fine of the year, it goes four, eight, 16, 32, 64. Yeah. And that's, it keeps going. And it keeps doubling every time you get another grade one. Double, double, double. Oh, oh, just you'll, find, you'll find less and less players will want to take the, the fine option. Mate. If we They'll go back to old mate Taylor May, he got fined $7,500 by the NRL. But 50%, that's suspended. Now, we suspend it just because if you do it again, then you have to pay the whole, uh, seriously. Uh, anyway, that's been fun, Cocksmith. I've liked talking to you, mate. It's been always uh, nice to be able to back up a podcast with another podcast. <laughs> uh, and fill in some gaps. I didn't, even, I didn't even swear then either. I felt like swearing. <laughs> bit of other news. Especially Alan when Ponger. dogs started barking. Alan Ponger is out <laughs> of the World Cup. Apparently, he's going to be focused on huh, nights off-season training. Uh, <laughs> home, home renovations or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure you have a few bathrooms in there. Uh, that's been episode 255 of Not The Footy Show. That's been Rob Cox. I've been Warwick Nicholson. We'd love to hear what your... Uh, pick for the NRL's dream grand final is for 2022 as well as maybe in the future. You might have a different view. Uh, I think Rob was saying that uh, Roosters and Dragons would be his... No, sorry, Rabbitohs and Dragons would be his ultimate in terms of a Sydney dream grand final. I think it would be Paramount on the Tigers. And uh, we have football in about two days, Cocksmith, and uh, I cannot wait to see what this uh, final series throws up to us. Let's have a chat on Monday. Done. Talk to you later, everybody. Take us out, Cocksmith. Pepsi. Not the footy show. Show? You've been sleeping over there. Pepsi.